welcome to the Free Thoughts Podcast, where psychology, pop culture, and self meet. It is your girl, Penny Anassi. What it do, baby booze. Back at it again with another episode. I hope you guys had a great week. I had a nice little week. All is well, all is kosher. Um, we're going to get into these updates. Today is going to be a quick update situation because it's just been a week, y'all, and I really ain't been doing nothing. Gladfully, is that a word? I don't know. But okay. But yeah, my updates for this week. Um, I'm going home to Houston this weekend. I cannot wait. I'm going to be going to Toby's show on Sunday. So excited to do that. It's going to be a blast. And I did want to talk about every year, if you are from Houston or Texas and you like have known me for a while, you know, I throw a holiday party with my best friend Blake called The Frolic. It started um, when we were in undergrad and it really was a small thing for all of our high school friends and like our college friends to get together during the holidays and have a good time. And we were like, we want to continue it on to when we're older, even like when we have kids and stuff, like we want it to be like a grown and sexy, like holiday soiree event. The kid's not coming when we're grown, but we're just saying like, this is going to keep going well on and get just more grown and just cute. So the frolic will be December 23rd. I want to see all of your faces there if you're in Houston. Um, Crazily so, all of the RSVPs, the free ones are gone. (laughs) And so we will, and they'll be charging at the door. Not sure. I don't be messing with the door like that. I just collect at the end, but I'm not sure how that's going to work. But it's always a good time. And no, we're not going to knock knock y'all over the head nothing like that because it's really like supposed to be a holiday party not like a turn up let's get money party like nah that's not even our it's not even on brand but um yeah so december 23rd at sugar room htx um if you're on my instagram you'll see that it's always just such a good time i cannot wait to see everyone um i cannot wait to turn up with everybody and just be cute and all of that. So the frolic, shout out to Blake. I'm so happy we're doing it again. Hopefully everyone has their vaccines and all that stuff because we are not playing those games and very much so excited to see everybody. So that is that. Um, I've just been feeling really good this week. I know the past couple weeks I've just been on some like, eh, I've had, had like a lot on my mind, but I feel like really, really good. Um, I feel very much so at peace. I feel very ready for the holidays and the new year and um, to continue, you know, doing my thing. I'm really, really happy about it. And I want to just mention um, the Travis Scott and Charlemagne interview that came out today. I'm recording this on Thursday, today. So this might drop today or tomorrow. I'm not sure. But um, I encourage you guys to check out that interview when the whole Astral thing happened, I really was like thinking about the families and like just Houston and just everyone. It was such a tragedy. And I also thought a lot about Travis and just like how he feels emotionally and stuff like that. And um, like what Charlemagne is doing is something that I would love to do one day in a sense of like being that person to interview and like show like what Travis is feeling and like let him get his thoughts and message across without everyone kind of like putting things on him or creating their own narratives or whatever the case may be. And so I encourage people to watch that. The tragedy that was Astral Fest was just heartbreaking. 
And um, I'm praying for the families, praying for Travis, praying for everyone involved still. So I just want to shout out the interview and Charlemagne for doing that and asking the hard hitting questions, but also leaving space for Travis to heal and grieve and like show that um, in the best way that he can. And it's so wild, like it's really, really hard for black men, not all, but some and most to really express their feelings. And it's almost like you can see him going through his head. He knows what he feels, but to put it into words is very hard for some people. And I think that like that can be miscommunicated as someone that doesn't give a fuck or some or whatever, or a fuck boy or just, you know, this hardcore person, but it's just like they really weren't taught to do so. And so I just really want to encourage encourage parents, um, girlfriends, wives to leave that space for the black men in their life because it's not easy. Um, we know how to say how we feel. We know what we feel, but like we can't always like pinpoint them and be like, you are like this because you're not, you know, because they're not giving us what we verbally, like what we're trying to hear. Sometimes they really don't know how to vocalize it. Although this is like completely off topic from Travis Scott, but it's just like a thing about just expressing emotions. And I really noticed that with him on this interview, it's like, I knew exactly what he was trying to say, but like couldn't say. And I wish I could like be, be Charlemagne in this and be like, say this or be in his ear, like ask it, ask him like this. But um, yeah, great interview. Praying for Travis, all that. Um, I'm really excited for today. It's the Kanye and Drake show. Um, they actually are doing it at the IMAX theaters, like all over, even in New York City. You can go watch the, show, watch the show in a theater with a bunch of people and nobody want to go with me. And I'm just like, dang, like I need somebody to be like, I don't know. I need somebody that wants to do like random ass shit like that with me. Because I would literally go have a drink and go to this IMAX show and enjoy the show. Since obviously I'm not in LA to be there at the concert. But I'm excited for the Kanye and Drake thing. I guess we'll talk about that next week. I'm happy that they made up. Although everyone's like, they're going to be not made up by like next year. But it's it's whatever. I just think there's like bigger fish to fry. And I'm all the way here for a good kumbaya moment. And um, like beef is just whack. Like why? Like it's fun, but I guess it's just whack. And I love Kanye and I love Drake. So I'm about to have a good time in my living room to this show. And yeah, um, that's kind of it for my updates in a sense from what I'm recalling. Oh, I have some campaigns coming up. So be sure to support those. Like, save, comment. I have two that are going to come up in the next couple of weeks that are going to be really cute. So excited for that. And yeah, I think I just want to say I'm feeling really good. And like communication is everything. It literally is everything. Like you where you know what somebody's thinking and you literally have no idea what they're thinking and it's just best to like over communicate than under communicate it's best to check in and like also leave that space to figure out how you feel what you personally need what will personally like work for you express that and just like talk to your people you know what I'm saying um I feel like before the year ends up is ending I just kind of want to like do that with the people that I love so much and care about just so I can like get those like little chips off my shoulder and like continue to grow and move on without like having these chips on my shoulder. <laughs> um, so that's just was a random thing that I want to say. Um, for this episode, we're going to go into part two of the patterns. And when I tell y'all, I swear the pattern thing is working. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. So 
Make sure y'all listen, replay it if you have to. Go to her website, get the book. Adele is amazing. Um, We breaking patterns over here because like that's exactly what we're doing. Um, I'm just excited for a lot of things. So we're going to move on to change. So for change this week, I want to shout out a restaurant, a vegan restaurant called Aunts and Uncles Black Owns. And the reason why is because I definitely um, want us as people of color to be more healthy. The food that we've grown up with, um, the food that we love is very salty, very good, very, very good, but it's very salty, Um, diabetes, high cholesterol, high blood pressure. Y'all already know what it is. Y'all know. Um, And I really do appreciate people who push like the whole vegan thing or just push like more health and wellness and make it like cool and cute. And that's what aunts and uncles definitely did. It's like a conceptual restaurant in Brooklyn. And actually, I heard about it first from Bonsu. He was one of our guests on the podcast. And at the end of the podcast, he was like, yo, we got to link up and go to aunts and uncles. And um, we have not done that yet. I should actually, but um, I went there this week and it was very much so tasty. It's like if you are looking for like a nice little vegan dish and you're just trying to do the vegan thing, I highly recommend it. It felt like a vegan Thanksgiving in that, in that thing. The macaroni and cheese was really good. Um, and we had this like cauliflower situation that was like, I don't even know what to even call that, but it looked like a, a piece of ham or a piece of chicken or turkey, but it was like cauliflower and you kind of like cut it up like as, as if it was turkey. I don't know. But um, also if you're vegan for Thanksgiving, that'd be like a good place to order from. But want to shout them out for just having a great space in Brooklyn. Their dishes are Caribbean inspired, um, which is definitely another rare thing. You get vegan food, but not Caribbean vegan food. And um, just the whole space, the layout of it, the architecture is really nice. And they have this dope ass bookshelf with books like The Alchemist, Think and Grow Rich, or a couple that I just kind of saw at a glance. It's just like a space that feels really good and it's very intentional. That's what it is. That's why they get change of the week because they are very intentional. So shout out to aunts and uncles. You guys get change of the week for making it easier for us to be healthier as African-Americans and giving us a space that feels good and that's for us that we can go chill at that has those options and has good food and we don't have to feel weirded. You know, it's it's ours. So it just felt even better to be there. So shout out to aunts and uncles. Um, We're going to go on to pen pal letters and then we're going to get into the interview. All right, for pen pal letters, y'all know the deal. Email me, pennyperiodandnasty at gmail.com or foryourthoughtspod at gmail.com. And I will answer your question on the show. Let's get into it. So it says, Dear Penny, I've forgotten what it's like to be in love. I am 27 years old and I've been single for a long time. I've been trying to online date and I've met some cool people but since my last relationship ended, I've felt absolutely nothing. Um, not even a, a twinge of romance. Dang. One guy was really, really dope, but we tried and it just felt like nothing. Nothing really came of it. I don't really like this feeling and it's kind of scaring me. And it's made it worse ever since I lost my grandma. 
and now I'm just feel really, really weird. Like I have like a black heart or something. It seems like such a crazy question, but what can I do to make myself feel and love again? Okay. So sis, first of all, my condolences to your grandma. Um, I lost my brother my and my one of my like closest people in my life last year. So I know what you mean by getting like that apathetic feeling. I totally understand what you mean in that sense a little bit. Um, so definitely want to send my love and condolences when it comes to that. Um, I do want to also want to say I'm not a doctor yet or anything like that. Um, so this advice just comes from me and my psych background and my experiences. And first thing I want to address is kind of like you not feeling anything because that kind of, when I hear that, that's like signs of like depression, not to say that you are depressed, but um, if you feel like you want to go check that out or go to a, you know, get a consultation to see what's up, because when you feel nothing, that's like one of the biggest signs of, you know, that's your depression or like things that you used to do or love, you kind of just feel like blah, like that's what, that's one of the major, you know, indicators. So it could be that you could just be going through like um, a moment and it's not about you like finding love. It's just like you really just don't feel anything because you are not, you know, yourself right now. So I feel like that could be one of the things. Um, And I feel like it's okay to not be in love all the time. Like I would be like happy, (laughs) not happy, but um, if I could like have a moment where I just don't feel for anything or anyone and like focus on myself, like that'd be grand, but that's not realistic at all in life. But I mean, I would take that to be like, okay, this might be a time for me to focus on myself, find love with myself, like figure out what I like, what I love and just do me. Like that's another thing that should happen right now. Do you for sure. Um, I, and I also would say to travel, like to find more feels and like lust and love for life. Traveling is like so inspiring uh, and has been for me. So I would travel, travel one deep. I would just go try new things and I would definitely go and see somebody if you aren't already just to see like, why am I not feeling anything? Like, why do I feel frozen in a sense? And also just even for your grief with your grandma, a therapist would definitely help with that. So that's what I have to say when it comes to that. When it comes to like love, love will come. And when that right person comes, you will feel that and you won't be able to deny whatever that is. It just, that just, it'll be like that. And you know what love feels like. You've had it before. So don't try to force that with anybody. Just let it rock out and happen. So that's my advice to you. I wish you all the best. Please hit me up if anything. Um, And that's it for our pen pal letters. Email me. For questions, penny period and nasty at gmail.com. DM me. You already know. All right, guys. Now we're going to get into part two of It's the Patterns for Me interview with Adele Spargan. Because um, it's kind of like once you have that, like once the, I guess, once the mom understands, well, once dad understands why mom is doing this and why mom understands why dad's doing this, it's kind of like that compassion starts there, which will kind of like break that as well. Yeah. And I mean, you know, like, it's interesting because patterns, as I said, they get created in our youth and in our childhood. And then we just continue to run that old obsolete pattern over and over again. So mom isn't meaning to rescue. She just has a pattern that rescues. Dad isn't meaning to persecute. He just has a pattern that persecutes, Mm -hmm. right? So, or vice versa, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So to know that is like, oh, okay. They're not trying to get on my nerves. Yeah. (laughs) Or they're not trying to go at each other. Um, Right. 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 Mm -hmm. They just have a pattern. 
Um, I, I heard somewhere, it was another podcast that you did um, where you kind of, you know, a lot of people are always, well, the internet really is into this whole inner child thing, which is very much so true. And like, you know, the patterns from your childhood, you know, not bringing them or like, like going back that way to rearrange that. Um, but sometimes, you know, you don't remember them or sometimes it's not even that, that case in a sense. Um, so definitely speak to that. Cause I think that people are definitely stuck in, in that lexicon. And I know that there's like more to it. One of the key things when I was back in my old days, mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to deal with everything through mindset, one of the things that I was repeatedly told to do was to find the originating incident, right? So, you know, I had a problem and people would mm-hmm. say, well, what happened in your childhood? What, what right. caused that pattern? And I'd be going, like I typical psych, like a uh, psychologist question that everyone thinks. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I'd be going, but I don't remember, right? So now, Penny, I had two problems. I had the problem that I was currently facing and I had the problem of not remembering the originating incident. And this mm-hmm. drove me crazy because I thought, well, how can I fix what I'm going through today if I can't remember what was happening back then? Mm-hmm. Forget it. Way too complicated. Yeah. (laughs) All right. You don't worry enough to deal with right now. (laughs) Exactly. Let's stick to today, shall we? Let's not worry Mm -hmm. about the past. I mean, if somebody remembers the past, great. We can repattern that too. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that you shouldn't remember the past. I'm just saying if you don't, take a deep breath because it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. The pattern is arising here now. The pattern is that intertwined physical sensation, emotion, thought. That you can identify here. You don't Mm -hmm. need to know where the pattern originated. You can change it starting here now, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, interestingly, when we change a pattern, it ripples all the way into our past and changes our entire relationship with our past anyway, right? Mm -hmm. Because that past is also arising now. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like we tend to think of the past as if it actually happened, but really it's the memory of that past that is showing up here now. And if that memory is, is um, here now then it would be rearranged with because it's with that with the rearranging of the pattern exactly <laughs> yeah exactly. you yeah. got it you got yes. it right so, yeah, so we have a lot of exactly we have a lot of creatives that listen to the podcast um, especially young ones with new ideas new projects things that people have not even developed before very innovative and one thing that I um, have seen is a lot of procrastination like kind of masked as like perfectionism. Um, So I'd love for you to speak to that. And then also um, I think that people procrastinate because they think that they might fail at it or, you know, um, or if the idea is too big. So kind of speak to that and like just different ways that quick ways that people can combat that procrastination who have those big, you know, creative projects and things like that. Yeah. Oh, this is great. Um, You might need to have me back. Yes. (laughs) This is a big topic. I I teach, you know, I, I'm what is called a thought leader, right? Right. Like, I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, you said before I'm, I'm recognized award winner. Mm -hmm. And I think the reason that I am is because I have found a way to tap into my right hemisphere of my brain. Mm. Um, And I'll just explain what I just said. I have found a way to tap into the vast warehouse within my brain being Everything that that I have seen, heard, smelled, tasted, touched, all those sense data is stored in the unconscious regions of the brain. When we know how to remove the existing pattern, our brain will go there to form a new pattern. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Have I lost you? Or does that well, make so, sense? Okay. So with the, so with the, so the, so the right is the unconscious. So no, okay. not quite. Okay. So the right okay. and the left hemisphere is a little tricky to understand, okay. but I'm going to use Ian McGilchrist. If anybody wants to know the difference between the hemispheres, Ian McGilchrist has a fantastic book out there. It's called The Master and His Emissary. Mm-hmm the divided brain and the making of the Western world. Okay. Mm -hmm. But basically what he has discovered is that the right hemisphere is our present moment. Now hemisphere. It's absorbing Mm -hmm. everything that's happening here now. Okay. It's passing that information over to the left hemisphere where the left hemisphere divides and separates and informs you of what is going on now. So the left hemisphere holds the language center of the brain. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the right hemisphere is present. It's always present. The left hemisphere pulls information from your past, pulls that patterning we can right. to interpret what's going on in the now based on what it knows from the past. Okay. okay. Got, right. it. Got, got it. Got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ideally, that left brain pattern is passed back to the right for context, for integration into mm-hmm. what's going on. And you, you are supposed to be relating to what's actually going on. Ideally, but over the generations, the corpus callosum, the band of tissue that Mm -hmm. divides the two hemispheres has been thickening. Okay. And in that thickening, that information is not being passed back as readily anymore. So the left isn't sharing that information with the right. Okay. Questions about that. Okay. I got it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So think about it in a, in a creative brain, you need the present moment. You need to be constantly aware of what's actually going on in the moment and absorbing all of that material because the present moment is always in flow, right? Right. And it's there that all the new information arises. Right. What is perfectionism? Perfectionism is when we use only left brain patterns and we just keep spinning around inside the left hemisphere perfecting, reusing, recycling what we already know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Making sense? Uh When we are able to to let that go and pass that information back to the right, the right is able to bring context. And in that context, things show up newly and that perfectionism disappears. Nature is perfect. Nature mm-hmm. doesn't give a hoot about perfection. In fact, she goes, make mistake after mistake after mistake after mistake. And in that mistake, she creates perfection. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. Ideally, that's what human beings are supposed to do. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to be creative beings, right? And in that, we need to let go of that left brain patterning that is constantly creating the familiar. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, so do you so would you say that we as creatives stay either stuck mainly in the right side of the brain like we're mainly just because some some creatives you know they're just in flow they're in whatever but nothing is actually getting made or or like executed Um, and then you have some of them who they say in this side of the brain where you have all all of your lists all all these things but it's not in like so basically you're saying we need to make do a better job at making them coincide you got it it's the it's the whole brain that is the way to happiness joy creativity okay Mm -hmm. so it's not that the left brain is bad and the right brain is right it's that when we strengthen the communication between these hemispheres that's where you get into creativity perfectionism is when we get trapped in the left hemisphere 
la la woo woo mm-hmm. not actually creating anything is when we get trapped in the right hemisphere our mm-hmm. job is to build that communication and you mentioned i think it's called the corpus callosum in the middle you said it's getting thicker over time like with evolution with evolution yeah as yeah. of like when do you think is this like a new thing like with social media or it's just a uh, no i mean the the we become left brain dominant when you look throughout history. And Ian McGillchrist actually does this in this book. And he looks back all the way through history and he can see how the left brain has become more and more dominant. Wow. And all the problems in today's world are formed by this left brain dominance. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's mm-hmm. not, again, it's not that the left brain is bad or wrong. It's right. that without the right brain's integration, it has no context. That's what's happening. Mm-hmm. And you can see it like things are taken out of context that personal, that conspiracy theories, all of that is because it's lacking the context immediately right. in today's environment. Right. That's good. That's good. So what are some things people can do to, um, you know, activate the right more and integrate those? Like, like yeah, any, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, the four-step repatterning technique okay, yeah. is mm-hmm. actually building that communication. That's yes. Actually I'll definitely doing. have the book link in the bio for everyone and everything like that for sure. Yeah. Yes. Um, other things you can do. And you know what? Jill Bolte-Taylor, I, I understand she has a new book out. Jill Bolte-Taylor is a neuroscientist. She had a stroke in her left hemisphere. And so she was operating only through the right hemisphere, which when you, if you've ever seen her TED talk, it's brilliant. Mm -hmm. I understand she has a book out too, which also has a technique to rebuild the hemisphere. I haven't read it yet, but Mm -hmm. that's somewhere else. I'll put it in there as well as a resource for sure. And lastly, um, I saw that you mentioned like money patterns, which is one thing I think that young people are definitely need to break as we get into adulting and things like that learning how to spend our money, knowing, especially as Black creatives, knowing our worth and how to ask for more money. That's a huge thing right now. Um, so can you speak to that as well? And then we'll start to wrap it up for sure. Yeah, so money is a really interesting pen. If you look at money, it is one of the only, I think, I'm not, I'm going to say the only, but let's say one of the only few things on this planet that doesn't actually have anything in reality and nature that relates to it. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you look at a tree. Yes, you have a pattern for tree. Okay. That's arising in your brain. But there is a physical tree out there. When you think about money, it used to be attached to something physical. It used to be attached to gold or silver, right? And then to currency. Today, what is it? It's like on the computer. <laughs> it's like crypto. <laughs> exactly. It's yeah. nothing, right? And yet, Because it's a left brain pattern, because it's nothing, we make it into everything. Does that make sense? Once once something actually doesn't have something in reality and nature, like I'm holding up a cup, right? There's a real cup here. I'm limited by this cup in order to call it a cup. You're not limited with money for anything. So money becomes my value. Money becomes self-worth. Money becomes... Um, success, money becomes status, money becomes Mm. all of power. It becomes all of these different things because it doesn't actually relate to anything. Mm -hmm. But once you know that penny, you got your power. Right. Money's a pattern. I can deconstruct that pattern. If that pattern is not working for me, if I'm saying, oh my gosh, I'm not successful because I don't have money. And I know that money is a pattern. I can remove that relationship between success and money. Mm -hmm. Now you'll show up successful 
without money. You don't need money to be successful, right? Mm -hmm. Money is status. Okay, I got it. I'm feeling like I'm down here and this person's up there because they have more money. Or getting treated or getting treated as such, you know, in America for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So now you get to own that as your pattern, right? Mm -hmm. Remove that pattern. Knowing that that's not true. Well, yeah, or it it is true, but knowing that it's a pattern that's not really like real, right? Uh, Right. So, you know, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm glad you brought up truth because there are facts. Yes, people treat people lesser than if they don't have money. That's a fact, right? But that doesn't have to be your truth. You mm-hmm. see the difference? Mm-hmm. You, it, it's who you're being in the face of that that matters. Right. And, and that, and what you pattern. think of, and what you think of yourself. Do you adopt yeah. that? Do you believe that because they're telling you that? Great. Now you've got a pattern in your brain that's believing that. You get to remove that. Right. Right. And you don't now have it like, it doesn't matter yeah. what they think. That makes sense. It makes so much sense. Okay. So the last question I do always want to know um, for behavioral experts, uh, mental health. Um, people, psychologists who are really into this, how do they kind of operate in the, in the real world, like with their friends and stuff? Like once you like know that, like know these things about patterns and like, do you call, like, it's kind of hard not to call your friends out. And you're like, if you just do this. So I really always want to know how do you guys like cope with that? Cause I can even find myself, you know, being like, girl, you can work out if you just do this. So how do you, how have you learned to live in this world with all of this in your brain? (laughs) (laughs) I love that question. So a couple of things. Um, If I, I, as I said before, I work with couples. If they ever say you should go repattern, I always flip it around to say, no, 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 you need to go. (laughs) Because the pattern is always arising inside the person. It's not actually to do with what the other person is doing. Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing. If I ever think to myself, that person should go repattern. I go, oh, okay, Adele, go repattern. You you (laughs) got to do that. Right. I got to do that work. Right. Right. They get to show up brand new because I'm changing my pattern, not because they change. Gotcha. That's so so good. That's so good. Um, the second thing is, you know, oftentimes we're accused of being something. So we get thrown a label at, or we're told, you know, even you are such a F know it whatever, all. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. So at that point, here's or, what I through, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're mm-hmm. so woo-woo. Great. Yeah. <laughs> so the best response to that is, thank you. I didn't realize that I will take care of it. What am I saying? Okay. What am I saying? Because it's really key. They're they're telling me what their pattern is saying about me. They're not talking about me at all. Mm -hmm. I know that between me and them, there lives their pattern. And I know that that's what they're interacting with. Mm -hmm. So the first thing I get to do is I get to step back from what they're saying. Right. Mm -hmm. And all right. Now, if I'm triggered, if what they said, Adele, you're so woo-woo, and I go, wow, that really stung. Great. I'm triggered. That's my pattern. So what am I saying when I say, thank you? I didn't realize that. I'll take care of that. And I'm saying it sincerely. I'm not being, I'm not being um, facetious, right? Mm-hmm. What I'm actually saying is, thank you for showing me one of my patterns. I will go away and repattern that. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So great. This is why ownership of the pattern becomes so powerful. Right. It's like nobody can say anything. It's right. Like, oh, okay. Or okay. if you if you did know, like let's say somebody says, 
gosh, you're so, I don't know. And it's something that I believe myself to be. And I know about that. Thank you. I didn't know about that. I am working on that. Yeah. But, but thanks for like, on, to take ownership of it and keep it and keep it moving. Because it's just a pattern anyway. It's just a pattern. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just, it's exactly. just a pattern. They're not saying anything about me. If they are saying anything about me, I know it's a pattern. I can change that. So, mm-hmm. you know, so full power, you get it all. You get to own everything as yours, which is amazing. Right? Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. So last thing I always end with um, my guests letting me know, like, what's been bringing them peace of mind or like whether it's like this week or what normally brings you peace of mind. Um, just so you just go for it. You can take the question however you want. Well, I always repent in twice a day, two times a day, whether I need <laughs> it or not. Yeah. <laughs> so that keeps me in that aligned with the present mm-hmm. moment. That keeps me tapping to the right hemisphere. Um, what really brings me peace of mind though is Honestly, creating. I um, my brain is just creative firing all the time, mm-hmm. and I'm just really content in that creative space. Mm-hmm. And um, but Love but that. thank goodness, having said that, Penny, it's because I man I repatterned my perfectionist pattern. Yeah, that's the only reason. Because before creativity for me was hell. Mm-hmm. I'll just be honest. Yeah, because I was always like, oh my gosh, that's so bad, and I was beating myself. I like it. Yeah, I used to like that so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. So once I remove that. that, then it's repat. Like, so it's like re- so repatterning is what brings you peace of mind, which is great. <laughs> there <laughs> you great, go. It's a great ending. <laughs> it's actually perfect. Thank you so much. Can you let the people know where to find you? I'm definitely going to put it in the bio as well. Um, but just like like your social media handles and anything else you would like to. Yeah, just if mm-hmm. you Google my name, Adele Spragan, you'll find everything. AdeleSpragan.com is the website where you can you can get a free copy of my book there. Just go into book. All I ask is that people pay for the shipping. I'll send mm-hmm. you an autographed copy. Oh, dope. Um, yeah, there's a 30-day free trial of my member site. If anybody wants to just try it out and give it a Super try. Super dope, yes. Get everything in there. Um, we operate on what I call, what is called the optimal payment plan. So one thing that when when COVID hit, Penny, I, I'm a little slow, okay? When COVID hit, I would really woke up to the world's distribution, the wealth distribution on the planet. And I really mm-hmm. saw, wow, this isn't working. And so I did what I always do. I repanned it. And what came to us as a team was the optimal payment plan. So there's, a, there's prices set for everything that I offer on the website. But if that's not within somebody's means, there's a drop-down menu and they just select the price so in their means. And, and there's no judgment. There's no, like, you know, I don't even see what people right. do. I don't care. It doesn't right. matter to me. That's great. That's <laughs> yeah. so good. Because it's like sometimes people don't have access as a main thing. They don't have access to these things that can make them better. That will, you know, have them having a better, like more abundant in money, more abundant in wellness. It's just an access thing. You got it. So, you got it. And there's yeah. full scholarships too. If somebody can't oh, afford great. anything, then it's like just just reach out. We've got that's full so amazing. So. Thank you so much. It was yeah. like a. It was so great talking to you. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome, Penny. Yes, thank you for thank having you. me. Yes. Have a good. Is it evening or night there? I'm not sure what it is. Uh, but evening. Evening. Yes. Have a good yes. evening. Thank you thank so much. You. And I'll um send over everything like the YouTube and everything like that to um I think his name I forgot exactly what his name was Carl Carl. Carl. Yes, Yes. exactly. Yes. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, thank you, Penny. Okay. Bye. Bye.